0: Hello and welcome back to AOPA's Pilot Information Center podcast series. Our topic for this podcast is what we refer to as a hot topic in the PIC as of late, flying to Cuba. I'm Ferdy Mack with AOPA's Pilot Information Center in Frederick, Maryland. Joining me today is Craig Spence. Craig, your title is?
1: Vice President, Operations International Affairs with AOPA US.
0: Very good. Uh, and as well as the International AOPA. Also
1: serve as Secretary General for IAOPA, correct?
0: Right. Excellent. Thanks for being here. Uh, and also join me, besides one Craig, is the other Craig, Craig Brown. <laughs> How are you doing, uh, Craig? Great, Glad to have you back with us. Craig, of course, is uh, one of our Senior Aviation Technical Specialists in the Pilot Information Center been here coming up on 20 years won't be too long will it It'd be 18 years in 2015 yeah Yeah, 18 Mm -hmm. years right one of our two most tenured staff downstairs and glad to have you here as well so what's going on with Cuba where the phones have started lighting up with Cuba topics as of late Craig can you give us an idea Of the current state of affairs?
1: Sure. Um, Last week, uh, as you may have seen, the uh, President announced that uh, he's beginning to pursue changes to the U.S. foreign policy as it uh, affects Cuba. And as soon as we heard that uh, announcement, we started to do some research and started to uh, really get up to speed. For now, uh, as of December 22nd, 2014, Uh, nothing's changed. Uh, The the President's statement is uh, a policy change initiative that he would like to pursue. Um, We've been in touch with representatives from U.S. Customs, FAA, uh, as well as State Department and Treasury. And the important thing to remember is current ban on travel to Cuba uh, is still currently in place. Even more importantly, there's FAA regulations prohibiting uh, and putting severe restrictions on flights uh, down into Cuba, general aviation flights, and that's section 91.707. So, um, there is a lot of change that we're expecting. According to the President's uh, policy statement, he's looking to um, authorize travel in twelve distinct categories, Uh, family visits, official business of the government, journalistic activities, professional research, education, religious, uh, support for the Cuban people, humanitarian, and so on. So um, will we see a liberalization where going to Cuba is like going to the Bahamas? Perhaps, hopefully someday, but uh, there's a lot of legislative as well as regulatory changes which will have to take place and AOPA is working Um, to stay on top of those and make sure that our members' interests are represented as those discussions move forward.
0: Uh, In that list of types of travel you mentioned, are there any that would reasonably allow our members to travel if if those were uh, codified
1: as detailed? Those as codified? would not allow our members to travel for tourism, Mm -hmm. which is what a majority of our our folks do, like you're going to the Bahamas or -hmm. or some of the other islands out there. Um, There is a possibility that um, trade and tourism will be liberalized, in which case it'll be just like going to any other foreign destination. But the more caveats and the more restrictions that they put on these policies as they implement them, the more complicated it's going to be for our members, which is even more reason to stay tuned to the PIC and AOPA as they will have the most up-to-date information on what our members need to do in order to comply. Can you
0: give us any idea as far as how long it might take? For some for the pieces to start coming into place you know when we talk about rulemaking we're talking about a time, a process that takes
1: some time right right it, And it's a combination of congressional action which is required because many of these uh, sanctions are codified in congressional law so those would first have to be changed um, while we're optimistic that some may be there's maybe some more contentious ones that uh, that take a little bit longer to sort out. Once those uh, laws are changed, I, I think it's then going to be a relatively easy process. Um, you're talking 30, 60, 90 days uh, for some of the simpler ones in order to be pulled back and, and changed. I see 2015 as a time where we'll get a lot of this sorted out, what are the full intentions, and then we'll have a better idea on exactly what the time frame is and how our members may be able to take advantage of this moving forward.
0: Okay, uh, so. Craig 1, that's Craig Mm 1, Craig 2, Craig Brown, uh, this isn't just an FAA deal, though, right? I mean, uh, sure, we we just mentioned that there's some prohibition in Part 91, but I I hear OFAC, Treasury, Mm -hmm. right? There are other pieces to this puzzle. There are
2: other pieces to it, Ferdi, and and Craig Spence hit on the the very important points that um, traveling to Cuba is still not open. The, The door is now open is the way I look at it from the president's announcement last Wednesday, which means it, it's no longer a solid wall barricade. The door is now opened and there's the potential for change. And that's really the key word is potential for change. But right now, as of today, Monday, December 22nd, there's there's no change. You, you did mention, um, uh, Ferdy, there, there's um, an arm of the United States Treasury, uh, OFAC. It's the Office of Foreign Assets Control. And there are um, pretty severe restrictions and penalties imposed for pilots who were to go to Cuba or pay for services to go to Cuba. Um, Take, for example, today, if you wanted to, of course, you cannot go to Cuba just for uh, tourism purposes, but if you wanted to go to the Caymans or Jamaica and you wanted to overfly Cuba, um, you would need to get yourself uh, an overflight permit through a company who is licensed by OFAC to deal with the Cubans directly. Because the overflight permit is basically, uh, basically you're paying the Cuban government, and that is one of the prohibitions that's still in place. Mm. So you pay a company to buy the overflight permit for you, they pay or they deal directly with the Cubans. You don't deal at all, You basically you get the overflight permit so you can make your trip to the Bahamas, or not the Bahamas, but uh, nor, uh, Cayman or Jamaica, one of the islands that you'd have to typically overfly Cuba. Mm-hmm. So the sanctions are pretty severe. Um, as, as Craig Spence mentioned, um, you know the, I think the door is open that we could maybe see some changes in the future. But right now, um, really, the, the most important thing to stress is nothing has changed as far as going to Cuba, but overflying is still an option.
0: So, so one of the main reasons we elected to sit and, and have this discussion is that since the issue broke, members have started to call us and right. email us and ask yes. us, what sort of things are members contacting us about regarding Cuba and, uh, you know, what are, are there some misconceptions going on there?
2: Y- yes. In fact, um, Thursday morning last week, there was a couple requests, emails. Um, so what do I need to do to go to Cuba? It's open now, right? Well... Uh, no as we've discussed here so really the misconceptions the, at least the big one I've seen is since the announcement uh, like all the restrictions have just gone away and and that is that couldn't be any closer to the truth uh, that, that's as oh, that's far away from the truth as we can get right. um, it's a misconception um, and and uh, certainly unfounded because there there are no changes we'd like to say that it's available for you to go down there just like any other destination as Craig Spence
1: mentioned, but that's just not the case right now. Okay. One other item I think which is going to be interesting uh, as it unfolds is the infrastructure to support our members going down there. Craig and I were talking earlier, I don't even know how many airports there are in Cuba. Mm. I don't know if there's are general aviation access, if there's ab gas availability, mm-hmm. uh, flight weather services, internet connectivity, all the things that we take for granted when we're planning a flight. Is that infrastructure down there? If not, what do we have to do in order to put it in place so that our members can start going? So um, the biggest thing that announcement has done has opened my eyes to what I don't know about it Mm. and been doing a lot of research and and coming up to speed with that. So the, the important thing here, I think, is stay tuned.
2: Yeah, and, and interesting, you mentioned number of airports. So we were talking, uh, there's, there's probably an airport in Havana. There's likely one in Guantanamo Bay, which would probably be restricted anyways. Other than that, uh, civilian aviation is, uh, we don't want to say non-existent, but very, very slim in Cuba. So the number of airports to support that, uh, who knows? We'd have to research that. It's interesting, Craig, that you mentioned about Internet connectivity because uh, there was a, um, a 19-minute segment. Uh, on Cuba 60 Minutes last night, and there was a fact that was thrown out that uh, 5% of Cubans have access to internet. Mm. I don't know here in the United States we pretty much assume maybe a hundred percent, but I thought uh, uh, one out of 20 Cubans have access to the internet, which is pretty slim, pretty slim, slim, right, so uh, Can they get weather? Can they get anything? Um, We don't know Interesting fact. Mm
1: Any final thoughts? Uh, I appreciate the opportunity, and uh, (laughs) as I said, stay tuned. I think a lot is going to unfold in 2015, and we and we're set up a section on our flight planning website to address uh, the Cuba, so um, if you have an interest, continue to check that website because that's where we'll be posting the most up-to-date information that we have.
0: It's funny you mentioned the website update um, you know years a few years ago we did still have a Cuba page, and as we had a migration from one web server to another and, and various website upgrades, that page basically got left behind on purpose because it was no longer relevant it was no longer mm-hmm. useful. It really just said you can't go there uh, so all of a sudden now we've got you know we're revitalizing that that Cuba page, bringing it back into existence and making it relevant absolutely. All right, gentlemen, thank you so much for your time. And uh, to our members, of course, if you have any questions, give us a call. AOPA members can contact our pilot information staff Monday through Friday at 800-USA-AOPA. That's 800-872-2672. Then press option 2 on your phone. And also, if you have podcast questions or ideas, uh, do send us an email. You can email the Pilot Information Center at pilotassist at AOPA.org. And include podcast in the subject line.
2: Thanks. We'll see you.